This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, Gretchen. Hi. Thanks for doing this today. I'm happy to be here. Glad to have you here. It was a very beautiful set. Thank you. Thanks. Absolutely. So I need to ask, uh, where did the name Dancing with the Beast come from? Well, it's one of the songs on the album, but it, it came from, uh, I, it was a song that I co-wrote with my friend Ben Glover, and we were actually writing another song and took a break and, and we're just talking about struggling with self-doubt and, mm-hmm. and all the things that I think artists struggle with pretty sure. commonly. And he, uh, ben, is, ben is an Irishman and Irish, uh, you, I think I could just go to Ireland and write down everything people say because they're song titles. <laughs> it's such a musical language. Um, and Ben just said, yeah, I've been, I've been dancing with the Beast a bit lately myself. And I just sort of stopped in my tracks and thought, that, we have to write that song. Wow. And we thought it would be interesting. It's, it seemed like thematically it fit all the songs on the album. And uh, we thought it would be interesting if we treated the Beast, self-doubt, whatever, whatever addiction, you know, mm-hmm. there are many beasts. Yes. But if we treated it in the song more like an abusive boyfriend or something, if we sort of anthropomorphized it and mm-hmm. um so that was the title ended up being the title song so from conception to completion the process of releasing an album is it's long rigorous <laughs> it's yeah w- where are you at mentally on on that roller coaster right now i am at the place where i'm so chomping at the bit to get out and play the, the songs live because they because what happens is they take on another life mm-hmm. on the stage. They evolve more. I feel like they almost keep getting written, in a sense. Sure. Um, and so much of what you, what you do in the process of making an album, writing the songs, being in the studio, planning you know, how the release is going to go, it's all stuff that's going to happen in the future. And I think the thing I love about touring and playing live is that it's so immediate everything mm-hmm. you're in the moment it's it's you have to stay in the moment and be with the people that are in the room listening and i just i'm so ready to to be there yeah it's really cool so the album deals a lot thematically it seems like with um you know the female perspective mm-hmm. which is natural um i'm noticing you know 
locally here in Memphis, even this weekend, there's a festival that's being put on called Girl Fest, and it features, features all female-led bands, and sort of the idea behind it is that female performers and artists um, are having the ability or are trying to claim their power and to focus and sort of be a catalyst for change and, and, and progress for women. And this is, you know, 20-year-old female artists, yeah. but I'm noticing a similar kind of thing in your music, uh, even on this album, and I'm wondering what you attribute that to and your observations on this sort of movement right now. Well, I, I think writing about female characters is in my DNA. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I go all the way back to a song I wrote in the early 90s called Independence Day, which was really, you know, one of my strongest female character-based songs. So I think it's in my DNA, and I don't think it's ever left, really. But I think what happened, and especially on this album, is 2016 and 2017 put it in sharp relief. It, mm -hmm. it, it made, it sort of put a frame around the whole issue. And I was struggling, you know, when I was writing the songs with how do I acknowledge this new world that we're living in, um, I'm not a protest songwriter particularly. I'm not a political songwriter poli particularly, but I'm a storyteller. And the, what I can do is tell stories. And I listen for characters. And the characters that started coming up and started talking to me were girls and everything from girls to old women. Um, and those voices were the loudest, and they had a lot to say. And so, you know, I know that part of that is being filtered through me and my own experience of the world. But I, I think of those characters as entities unto themselves. I mean, I think they're real. And I think that my, um, the ability that I have is to listen to them and bring them to life in songs. Are you working with younger artists and mentoring them in any kind of way? I, I am. I have been doing that. I feel like, I feel that it's really important. I think young women in the music business have a lot of obstacles. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like I've been so lucky and I've, I've, I want to give back. And, you know, that, that it's, it's not as selfless as it sounds. It's incredibly gratifying yeah. to do that. I mean, a lot of these young women that I um, am trying to help along tell me that they grew up listening to my music, which makes me feel old, but it also makes me feel really, really good. And I think it's, I think it's the right thing to do to kind of, you know, give them a boost. If, if only just to say, don't let people tell you what to do. Don't let them tell you that you can't do this because you're a woman. Don't, you know, just mm -hmm. give them a little, um, boost of confidence to to be uh, to be strong and independent how much of songwriting is is discovering truth for you it's all about truth for me you know i i often i've told people this before but the first probably first half of my songwriting career i think i was looking for beauty mm -hmm. you know i was uh, that was what i wanted to bring forth and I think at some point um, in my life, I, it, and it's usually the hard parts of your life that you learn the most from, um, I went through some things 15 years ago and realized truth is really what you have to go for. And truth, tr it is beauty. I mean, they, are, they really are one and the same. But um, I, I can mark a point in my songwriting career when I started really digging in and saying things that were uncomfortable, and that's, I feel like, 
that was a quantum leap forward for me in terms of the quality of my songs. I know that you know there's an autobiographical element to songwriting, but like you've mentioned, there's character studies sort of happening here, um, particularly with the new song you just are putting out or have put out, um, Wichita. Mm. Could you go a little bit into detail about that song? Well, that's that's uh, seems to be a theme that I keep revisiting as a songwriter. I mentioned Independence Day, mm-hmm. um, telling a song from the point of view of a child. Mm-hmm somehow is is very intriguing to me. I think it's because one of the things that children do is they just tell you what happened. They don't they yeah. don't editorialize. They're just kind of like little reporters, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's it's a great way, great point of view for a song because you don't have to tell the audience how to feel. Mm-hmm. You know, you just say, here's a story. How do you feel about this? In the case of Wichita, um I wrote that again with my friend Ben Glover and we had a little bit of the lyric done and it was a lot like solving a mystery. It was a lot like what happened here Mm -hmm. and who did what to whom and what were they thinking and what's the scenario? And we, we, we really sort of had to sort of solve a crime essentially. Um, But that, that girl, that 12 year old girl is just one of the most indelible characters. Ben and I have talked about it. She's, she's like, for both of us, really a, a heroic mm-hmm. kind of character. We we fell in love with her. How much of songwriting do you think is just uh, trying to figure out childhood and what happened to us back lots then? Lots of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think lots of it is. I mean, I think there's. It's funny. There's a there, there's a very concentrated period of time go, for me going back from about age five to about 19 mm-hmm. that I draw on constantly. And I draw on it not just in terms of the content or the subject matter, but even just places, image, images. Um, I've written a lot of songs about the suburbs. I grew up in the suburbs of New York, and my the landscape in a lot of my songs looks like where I grew up. Um, so I yeah I think we I think we have I know my childhood is this way and I don't think anybody's is any different we have enough material for a lifetime encased in those you know fifteen yeah. years or whatever they are. I really enjoyed the the boy from Rye. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's that definitely was a, a snapshot from mm-hmm. from being you know twelve thirteen years old and very um, vivid the descriptions and everything there. I mean your use of language is. It paints a picture that really Thank comes to you. life. Yeah, yeah I, I love I love using imagery in songs. I I, I kind of think of them like little movies, mm-hmm. and I'm very visual the way I think anyway. So for me, it, a song really almost has to start with, what does it look like? Where am I? You know, what is this place? What's the landscape? Um, it's just a it's a I think it's just a way of putting yourself in the movie and 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 then figuring out you know, what happens and who are the, who the people are, who the characters are. And then another song is The Matador, mm-hmm. which uh, another great song. And The Rose, I mean, the, the visual elements there are just powerful, you know. Thank you. Yeah, that was, a, that was a, one of those songs. You know, sometimes it's, you write the song and sometimes the song writes you. And yeah. that was definitely one of the songs that wrote me. It, it took a hold of me and wouldn't let go. I normally, you know, work on several things at once and I kind of flip 
from one thing to another, and and uh, that song just possessed me for quite a while till it was done. Have you ever actually seen a bullfight? I I haven't. I'm not sure I could. I'm not sure I could do it. I I, I know. But the, but the metaphor of it is so beautiful and so dramatic, and was just was so perfect for what I wanted to say about art and men and women and mm-hmm. all of that. It was, you know, um, but, you know, the actual thing I don't think I could do. Yeah. Well, it leads me to the thought of uh, you're going to Europe where the yeah. bullfights take place. You're going to be touring there soon, right? Yes. Are you yeah. excited for that? I am. I'm looking forward to getting back. Yeah. It's a great, it's great to tour. There are Americana fans all over Europe and they're massive fans and, um, they're getting more of this kind of music now. It, it, when I started touring in the UK, it was 22 years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't get a whole lot. So it was, you know, it was a good way to kind of establish myself there. And uh, I just kept coming back and kept coming back, and the audiences got bigger. And and it's there's there's still just among the most loyal and also very lyric oriented audiences mm-hmm. which is great for me cuz i'm i'm all about the lyrics yeah yeah so you mentioned independence day which was put out um 95 i think it was 94 94 yeah so in the over 20 years since then um i'm sure you've observed a ton of changes in the country music and americana music realms specifically in the united states specifically with radio and all those outlets but in Europe since we're talking about that have you noticed any in your travels there have you noticed any shifts um you know anything happening there that's interesting well I think in the UK the the sort of mainstream country is getting more popular Mm -hmm. because I think it used to be in the 90s when I started going over there big stars in mainstream country it wasn't worth their time Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a big enough country they they would have had to start small like everybody else and and build the audience and so it it wasn't really worth their time um when you can stay in the united states and tour you know a whole record then why why go further afield Uh um so for those of us that were sort of intrepid and also not very successful i mean my first record was marketed as a country record but Mm -hmm. it was it was a total bomb um, and I went over because I knew there was an audience there. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, you know, fast forward 20 years, the mainstream country artists are starting to go. They've got more festivals that are, you know, built around that. And so that's more popular now. But Americana is still really, really strong there. And, and in countries like the Netherlands and Germany, um, it, it's, it's still, I guess it would called a niche mm-hmm. market but they're they're the fans are really really diehard fans and they show up and um thankfully thankfully for us we're just grateful they're there that's great yeah and you'll be there this summer yeah around. we're going three times this summer we're doing a major uk tour a month long and then we're going back for festivals a couple couple more times so people need to get out there pick up the album listen to it yes. memorize all the lyrics and go out and see you <laughs> please I'll, I'll memorize the lyrics they don't have to do that there's right. a lot of words yeah great gretchen thank you for thank being here thank you thanks it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.